What's up, everybody? Welcome back. I told you we're back, man. SJ. We're here. But we're going to start off with a few listener stories and then get into the topic of the hour. Well, I think we before we begin the, the episode, we, we have to discuss the name change. Do you want to, to, to talk about that? Nope. No, nope. <laughs> I thought you were talking about... Fair enough. I thought you were talking about... Well, before we said gargoyles. Oh, no. <laughs> five episodes. We well, we, we mentioned it that there's a name change at the very beginning. <laughs> or the very end. The very end. Of, yeah. Yeah. Like, little, literally last three seconds. Oh, yeah, by the name. I know. I, I totally... It, it slipped my mind. But we have a new intro. And it's the same show, same podcast, different name. We're called the... Sp- spirit talkers and i know like yeah towards the end of the last one i just kind of threw it out there but for more information yeah we're changing we change the name because just like we don't want we don't want a letter uh sent to us saying hey you know that's because unsolved mysteries is a uh it's a hot name it's a branded name. yeah it's a brand name and um i believe anything that kind of goes along with that is um a no-no so we don't want to get a, I think it's called a cease and desist. Cease and desist. Yeah. I don't kind of want one of those. I think it'd be cool to frame it, number one. And then number two, it means that there's somebody like big wigs out there listening. So mm-hmm. that'd be kind of cool. But yeah, just to avoid all of that, we did change the name. Now, do we have to delete the other episodes since we say our name is Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation? Nah, not until we officially get <laughs> that'd that be crazy. <laughs> Got to go back and fix it. I mean, like, yeah, if we get a letter, that'd be pretty cool. I'd, that'd be cool, yeah. Yeah, I'd make, we'd make copies for everybody and <laughs> we would frame it. Sell them. Like, yeah. <laughs> so. Sign copies of the cease and desist letter. Might be at the, uh, some power, I don't know, we might be selling our, our letters. Yeah. All we got. <laughs> get your very own cease and desist cease and de- letter. I keep wanting to say desist letter, cease and desist letter from us. But yeah, that's the uh, that's what we've done. That's the only thing I could really think of. But I mean, it was brought to our attention that we might want to change a name. And I mean, we kind of talked about it when we got here. Tyler was just saying like it was kind of just a spur of the moment type of episode yeah. it was one episode one off and then we did one and it did really great oh it did fantastic yeah it blew up and then everybody loved the uh just the idea of like our folklore tales like paranormal and stuff like our our point of view and everything and you know just stories out there that we tell and i mean it caught a lot of people's attention and there's nothing like it actually yeah when we started it but i didn't have the idea i just thought like oh we're talking about bigfoot you know right and then like because everybody's so interested always in bigfoot and then we thought of dw and so we just gradually started building on you know the the name and then we just started going off and then finally we all just kind of came to together and was like man we should just do like the whole thing of it on its own type of show. It's like, you know, it won't be so confusing and everybody could just listen to it or whatever. And it just became what it's, you know, what it is now. And shout out to the listeners, viewers, whatever followers, shout out to everybody supporting us and loving what we do, you know, and uh, 
It's it's awesome. Yeah, feedback, the love, support, it's awesome. And the stories. And the stories. We wouldn't be anything without the stories, yeah. really. Because it's definitely given us some other topics to talk about. Like, oh, yeah, we should do an episode on that or like get a you know, a, a cool story and, you know, go off on that. And like, oh, we could tell, I'd do a whole episode on that, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Go off, King. No. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but yeah, what'd you think, Chris, when we started this? Would you, what were Because I know I brought you on mine and then, I don't know, and then we all just kind of came together. Yeah. About six months later. And that's when we did that Bigfoot episode. You know, like I've always said, uh, you know, I'm I'm real proud to be part of this this show. You know, when you guys approached me about this, you know, you know, there's a lot of topics out there that you know I I don't think people really understand, or or there's not a lot of information out there. You know, the thing I hate to hear is people telling these stories about some of these ancient beings. And they're all, you know, scary. You know, the, they they don't have the concept of, you know, some of these things weren't weren't meant to be scary. They were, you know, they were created for good, and and they had their purpose. And even some of the ones that are scary, you know, again, they had a a, a purpose behind them. And you know, that was one of the things when when you first came to me about, you know coming on you know i said i told you you know i have a different viewpoint you know uh, uh, of these stories and of these things that that doesn't go with the mainstream mm-hmm. so you know again I, i'm glad you guys gave me the opportunity to kind of shine a little light you know on, on some of these subjects and topics you know i've, I've always been you know uh, a very happy how things have turned out, you know, because, you know, on this show, not only uh, do I give information, but I also get a lot of information. I learn a lot mm-hmm. from this show myself, you know, not 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 only from the listeners, but from each and every one of you that, you know, are sitting on here, you know, and and that's that's amazing. You know, to me, this is is a awesome venue and an awesome show not just because it's us but it's because the things that you can learn from this you know uh when i'm out and about you know i've got elders coming up to me you know telling things that you know their young people you know aren't sharing you know that they gave them these stories but you know again you know they've been altered or, you know, changed, you know, and, and they're glad that, you know, somebody out there is, you know, kind of, you know, giving them a voice, you know, again, I commend you and, and Tyler for, you know, doing this to give people voices. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. But, oh. Yeah. Whenever, <clears throat> cause I had you on that first time. And like I said, like I grew up around you cause you worked in Pawnee and you're always at the Rome Chief when I'd go there for tutoring. Didn't help. But uh <laughs> no, gave him just... all the wrong information. <laughs> Chris wasn't the tutor. He just oh. he worked in education. But I mean like everybody would go there and just hang out and like you know, just have be on the computers and just being there and Rome Chief and I remember like always hearing like some scary stuff about Rome Chief, but I didn't know Chris was like in into paranormal stuff. Mm. 
Had I known that, I probably would have asked you some stuff. But dang, probably got scared because I was still <laughs> I was still a kid, you know, and yeah. and I was still like uh, just f- wondering like what was out there, and you know, I didn't know too much about the paranormal. I just knew like what people were telling me at that time, being so young. But you know, having you on now, and we talk about it in that episode. Dang, it was almost. It, about two years ago i guess mm. that was like kind of when i first started and i brought you on and our friend julian and then talking more and more about it and then coming on this one and coming all together and then just talk about like the good and bad entities like some can be bad right but some can be good there's always a balance between good and evil mm-hmm. and then um just a lot of information that i appreciate and now cherish and i'm always thinking too like wanting to just learn more and listen and just kind of figure out what more is out there. Cause I know there's a tons of people out there, a lot of tribes, a lot of stories and um, using this reach out yeah, to get stories and whatever information we could share. Cause I know a lot of stuff isn't shareable. I know it doesn't, they don't want it to be public knowledge and it's mm-hmm. tricky. It's scary, you know, to, to kind of tell things out in the open and then like because you don't know like because we there's names for certain beings mm-hmm. and we, yeah, we don't we can't we don't want to say because there's irresponsibility out there mm-hmm. and you know a lot of things can be done wrong so you know we just do enough to where we do give information and people are appreciative because like you brought it to my attention too that some people don't have like somebody telling them stuff they don't have anybody to go to and i always hear it too man it's like you know it's a lot of great info and they love and they enjoy listening to it and looking forward to the next episode or mm-hmm. whatever it is and um then there's something else i'm gonna say tyler <laughs> i'll think of it <laughs> yeah i just think growing up too that we're lucky to have somebody like chris that's willing to talk because just growing up we were always just kind of wasn't one of those things that was just said it was just one of those things that everybody just kind of knew you just didn't talk about it it was mm-hmm. one of those things you don't ask about it you don't talk about it unless that subject has a you know brought up on its own or like naturally through conversations but other than that like i was afraid to seek out information because i was always kind of told not to do that mm-hmm. you know that when you start but you've always said too, you know, when you start talking about these things, it brings things up. It could, you know, I think as Muscogee people, we've, there's a lot of power in our words, mm-hmm. you know, and when you talk about those things, those things start to come around. Um, that's just that old, old way of thinking, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is still, you know, alive and well, but I don't know. Like, I just glad that we have somebody that's willing to share what they can. You know, cause I learned so much, you know, I know that first couple episodes, you know, Chris was telling me, you know, for $50, I'll tell you whatever you want. <laughs> so after, I, after I greased that palm, he, he started spilling and he's like, you know what? I'm going to start doing this for free. <laughs> <laughs> but it took me a hundred dollars to crack that nut. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, and another thing I I wanted to say too, you know, uh, and I really commend both you guys for doing this. You know, again, you know, just like Russell said, you know, there's a lot of 
children out there that don't have grandma and grandpa anymore and you know they don't have the aunts and uncles that had that kind of knowledge and you know the thing i i'm really thankful for is that i'm getting to see other people taking this on you know you they always have that philosophy you know you make that you throw that little pebble in the water and it makes ripples and, you know, what you guys did, you know, you're starting to see other podcasts. You're starting to see other shows. You're even seeing topics like this in movies, you know. And I'm not saying that it's all, you know, based from here. But, you know, technically, yeah, it is. You know, if you believe in that, what do they call that? Seven... They believe oh, everybody's connected somewhere, yeah. somehow, you know. I said seven deadly sins, but that's not it. Oh. Seven degrees of separation or six yeah. degrees of separation. Yeah, something yeah. like that, you know. And so, you know, with what you guys have shared, you know, with the, on this show, you guys have, 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 to me, have influenced not only Indian country, but, you know, non, non-natives as well, you know. So, you know, not, not to... Uh, uh, take anything from any of these other creators, but you know, again, you know, when you guys started this, there was there was nothing out there like that, mm-hmm. you know. And for that, you know, I I, I know you know nobody's ever going to say this to you, but you know, you guys did a good job. You know, you guys did this, and now you're starting to see the fruits of your labor. You're seeing all these other mm-hmm. venues out there that's, you know, taking this on. And, you know, it's all the way from Texas all the way up to the Alaska. You know, you're seeing people talking about these things, sharing these things. And to me, that, that's good. That's a good blessing because this stuff needs to be carried on. You know, these stories need to go on. You know, every generation needs these stories. And, you know, because of what ripples that you guys have made, there's a good chance of that going to happen. Yeah. Mado. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was the reason why, you know, we changed the name. Because, you know, we're having a lot of reach, too, with beyond, you know, just reservations and everything, too. Um, I mean, when we go live on TikTok, you know, people from Australia or... I mean, just overseas in general too, and they're like, you know, I'm from, I'm from here, I'm from, you know, when, when can I come through? And it's, it, it's a, it's crazy to hear that from overseas. You know, people listen to what we have to say, and then also have similar stories as well. I mean, we hear so much similarities over there and in here, and I mean, it's, but I mean, it's these stories that just haven't have not been told or anything, you know. And then I'll go, go I'll go across TikTok and. And it'll sometimes be people live and they're telling scary stories too, you know, and they're, they're just like in that moment of, you know, just talking about whatever their tribe is, has gone through or history or, I mean, a lot of things. And it's like, um, it's just that algorithm, I guess that human algorithm is like hitting. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a great time. We're retiring. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but I mean, yeah. But that's you know, spirit talkers. Um, that's our name, and I believe we're gonna stick with it. Yeah, I, I like think it. so. But, but yeah, it was just kind of advised of us that we should probably switch up our name, 
and so we don't we don't get sued i guess <laughs> be an honor it'd be an honor by by, yeah, by the be. by what was the name robert, robert stack, stack. Yeah. r.i.p <laughs> he came to me and gave me a piece of black rope <laughs> i was like oh <laughs> so he a re- cease and desist letter he reaches out of that grave to, to grab you by your lips and, <laughs> and says, Shh. No. stretch that tongue out. <laughs> stretch you out but uh but yeah once again thanks everybody for listening contacting us um catching us wherever we're at and saying hey i got a story keep it keep them coming yeah we appreciate them even at rooster day yeah even at rooster day even at rooster day tyler uh was riding a mechanical bull (laughs) mechanical rooster (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) and then some guy was like oh man I love the show. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. And then even like shout out to Vintage Toy Mall. Uh one of their employees listened to us and he said his wife really enjoys the show. And so, you know, if have you been in there lately? Ah uh, yeah, I actually go in there about once a week. Wear your, <laughs> wear your shirt in there. I will. Yeah. Well I can't now because I ripped it. Oh that rooster day. Oh, Fell off that mechanical rooster. Never mind. My thighs weren't as strong as they used to be. <laughs> that grip. <laughs> So you didn't have that turtle grip on that seat like that. Either that or I thought I did and then lightning struck and knocked me off. Ripped my shirt, Hogan style. Is it ripped in the front? Nah, ripped down the back. I had to go home because my wife was embarrassed. She's like, I ain't walking around with you looking like that. But I got a funnel cake anyway. (laughs) Just put that duct tape on it. So, but, lost uh, my shirt at Rooster Day. <laughs> Dang! Should gave it to that person that came up to you. Like, no thanks. Here you go. <laughs> it's been cursed. Thank you, Mister Randall. <laughs> oh, but we got some listener stories, and I'm gonna read this one. So, on the last episode, I didn't know if he wanted to be anonymous or if he wanted to say his name. But his name is Grant, and that's all I'll say. And he said he's from North Carolina, a Cherokee living out in North Carolina. But this one's about a black dog. Um, The black dog was a couple years ago. I was driving to work. It was late at night because at at the time I was working third shift in a factory. As I was flying down the road, a black coyote-looking thing ran out in front of my car as I'm doing 70 miles per hour. It made it to just in front of my car, and when I was bracing to hit it, it completely disappeared. The car didn't hit it, and it didn't cross over the wall separating this highway. The whole next week, I had bad luck with everything. I was called into a charity rodeo that weekend. I went and paid my fees to go to my charity. Paid my fees to go to the charity, but I turned. But it. But I turned out my. It turned out my bull. What? but I turned out my bull because I knew that was a sign that something bad would have happened if I rode that night. Mm. Mm. I look like turned out. That, that must be maybe, rodeo lingo. Yeah. I turned out my the, bull. Don't they draw like, like you draw a certain bull and maybe he got a certain bull that was maybe black or something and he turned it down. Maybe something like that. True. Cause I don't think they just be like, Oh, this one, get on that one. I mm-hmm. think they, draw 
You know what I mean? Like they have, I don't know how it works. I'm not even gonna pretend like I know how it works. But it is something. I'm dancing around like just speaking said, in circles, man. I said, "Damn, he really knows." Well, man. I thought I did. I thought he rode roosters. So it's similar to a rooster riding, but that's what we did. That's how we do it over there. <laughs> I honestly think that when you enter a rodeo, it's like you you draw a bull, a certain bull. Uh-huh. Like I don't know if it's out of a hat or like whatever. Mm-hmm. You draw a bull. Maybe he got that bull. Maybe it had a name that had bad luck to him. I'm putting words in his mouth, but this is what I'm thinking happened. And he got that, and he saw it as a bad omen. Maybe it was a black bull, all black bull, and he turned it down hmm. maybe that's a penalty i don't know how it works i don't i'm just shooting from the hip grant that grant. sounds pretty cool though i'll tell you that <laughs> grant is tyler right <laughs> let us know uh I, i'm sure i i don't know if that's a misspelling but he said i turned out my bull Turned I don't know out. if it means turn down my bull. Maybe that's what it is. Turned it down. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Maybe it's. A, I don't know. But or maybe he rode that bull so good. <laughs> turned it out. He turned, turned it, it out. Yeah. Inside yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> when in a bull came out some steaks <laughs> <laughs> for the whole rodeo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> turned it inside out. <laughs> Dang. You wore it like a like a cape. <laughs> Danced around the rodeo ring in it. Had it at a F five, the Brock Lesnar position, <laughs> carrying it. But Grant, let us know what happened after that, because that's all it says. That's all it said. Um, He's probably saying, "Man, you guys are stupid." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey. that's the last time I hey. send them all the story. Block us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blocking them. <laughs> Man, I'm sorry. <laughs> Grant. Please delete that. It episode. was a cool story. And I was, was trying to make something more out of it. I guess maybe. I don't know. Yeah. If there's more info, though, let us know because it just kind of ends, and I would like to know kind of where that. If you turn down the bull, like what made you turn it down? Like I know the coyote you seen, but what else like happened that week? Because it, it says a whole week went by and there was he had bad nothing luck. but bad luck, and. I don't know. I heard like stuff like if a coyote runs across the road anyways, is that people say like it depends on the direction as well. I don't. Is that something, Chris? Have you heard anything? Yeah, like that? Yeah, I've, I've heard stuff like that. It's just kind of the same thing as like that black cat, you know, crossing your mm-hmm. path. There's different people have different, you know, mythology or myths about that coyote, you know, that uh a lot of natives have that, you know, if you see a coyote certain time of the day, that's bad luck, you mm-hmm. know, and um, so I agree with that. So, mm-hmm. Tyler. All right. Does he want to be remain anonymous or on this one? Or did he say? He wants you to turn that bull out. <laughs> uh, okay, he said you can say my name. All right. So this one comes from Derek Birdtail. Uh, says, hello, I'm a full-blood Cherokee and have been trying to learn as many stories as I can. I have a question. I remember when I was younger, maybe about 12 or 13, I was lying in bed and I remember like I was in the middle of being asleep and being awake. And I just got this eerie feeling and then all of a sudden I remember this dark shadow start to hover over my body 
and I just couldn't do anything. I just had to lay there while the dark figure seemed to climb over me. I remember being terrified, but I couldn't do anything, and I couldn't make out any features other than darkness. As the darkness came over my face, I just remember losing my breath and struggling for air, yet I couldn't seem to get anything out. And finally, I remember my mom and dad rushing in my room, and whatever was over me seemed to let go. It may have been a dream, but it always seemed so real to me. That kind of reminds me of that story that I told about like sleep paralysis. You know, like I was kind of awake, but I like there was somebody in my house. I could just sense it, and no matter just struggling, I could not. Like I was just sunk into the couch, and it scared me because like I was like, "Get up, get up, get up!" And then I started thinking I was outside and just like having all these crazy feelings or all these crazy ideas in my head. So maybe sounds something like that. But then he goes on to say, uh, a couple years later, I was not even asleep yet, and we had an attic fan, and I had my door open with a shoe, and my window was open for air. I just remember hearing and seeing the door open, and in creeped a dark figure, which looked like it had long, dark hair. That feeling kind of started to take effect on me again, but finally I shut my eyes real tight, and when I opened them again, it was gone, and I just remember jumping up and shutting my door. And then about 20 years later, my coworker was telling me of some nightmares her son was having, and it brought back those memories. He was having similar things happen with him. I also, about that time, seen a movie that come out about five years ago called Dead Awake, and the movie was about something similar. Are there any similar stories with something to that effect? Just curious, because it seems to be similar to the other stories. So, yeah, kind of like I said, too, you know, like that sleep paralysis story. I had something like that similar happened to me over a series of probably like a few weeks. I just kept having like these ideas that I was just asleep, but I wasn't asleep. And then just it was so real, like somebody being in my house. I think at one point, like I got stabbed or something. I just it was freaky, man, because like I knew somebody's in my apartment and I just could not. Like I said, like I was glued shut, like I and I felt heavy, like something was like pushing down on me, like keeping me in place. And I just remember, like almost in my brain, like get up, get up, you're gonna die, you're gonna die, you're gonna die. Scary, but that happened to me personally a few times. <clears throat> I didn't have a figure or anything that I saw. I just sensed it, like somebody was in my apartment. Something was in my apartment. I just knew it. There was just no doubt in my mind. There was something in my apartment, you know. So. That uh, Derek Birdtail, he lives down there in that Porham area. Mm-hmm. You know, he's one of the ones that you know help uh, put on that uh, that cancer awareness powwow that we went to. And you know, he's real active. You know, but he's also Cherokee, and he lives down there in those uh, oh, how you say Cherokee territory. You know, with these these tribes, you know, Cherokees, Creeks, Seminoles, you know, and there's a few other tribes out there, you know, they have ways of putting you to sleep and really causing havoc, you know, and you'll hear these kind of stories out of there. So they're not really sleep paralysis type things. It's someone actually, how you say, witching someone. You know, uh, and this is kind of like one of those stories. Now, 
not that I'm I'm saying this is the case, but you know, this sounds, you know, pretty similar. The only thing that I would say would be definite that somebody's doing this to him is if he's waking up being scratched or, you know, really being sick when he wakes up, you know, that this person's probably got got his number, you know, and and like I said, you know, in the, these tribes area, that's pretty prominent, you know, for them to still practice those kind of things today, you know. So, you know, not to, not blaming nobody or, or say anything negative about anybody, but these are, uh, how you say, real cases. So, I mean, that's that's probably a pretty strong probability there's a few things that i was listening to hear more about that i could say for certain that's probably what this is but you know you never know and especially in where he's from those guys still practice that but if it's only happening he said that every five years or so or every year like does it eventually just stop or does it does he have to seek out somebody to make that stop Especially the only way I'm concerned is, is he was talking about somebody, his son, like going after their little son. Like, I mean, I know that would be a way to get to the adult is by punishing the son. But I don't know, like what happens with that? Like if it's a kid, is he going to have these problems for the rest of his life? No, the, those things are usually sent for some particular person. And then once they're done, usually when they uh, take them out, I guess you might say. It'll be no more because it done took its life. You know, it's, that's what it's feeding. You know, go on to somebody else, but it won't stay in that home. It'll go somewhere else. And to answer your other question, yes, it'll have to go to somebody. It's probably down in that area, you know, but it's got to be someone that, <clears throat> I don't know how you say, someone you can trust. If you understand what I mean by that, you know, in these areas, these guys, you don't know who's who's good and who's bad. You know, you might be going going to the one that's actually witching you, and you asking for help, and he goes, "Yeah, I'll help you." And then you know, really get you. But you know, again, you know, I would say he probably needs to go see somebody. You know, even if it is five years, because this is the only time that you'll see those symbols. But you're not seeing everything else. And we've talked about this on previous shows. There's other elements to these, I don't know what you call, witching stories that a lot of people overlook, you know, until it's too late. You know, maybe their last breath, they'll put it all together and say, dang, this guy's been working on me for a long time. And, you know, that's it. It's too late. You're gone. Your last breath. Did he say... Have he been scratched or anything or no? It didn't say. It didn't say he'd no. been scratched. He just kind of left it up. He didn't know, like, maybe it was influenced by that movie that he saw. Um, but it said, like, his mom and dad came in and whatever it was, let go. I don't know whether they woke him up after the he kind of came to. It, that all released him. Hmm. But it doesn't say anything about him being scratched or anything like that. He said, like, jumping up and shutting the door, stuff like that. But it doesn't say, like, he woke up with any kind of scratches or nothing mm. so 
Yeah, Derek, if there's any more info you want to send our way, let us know. But did he say that figure looked like Dead Awake? Uh, he said he had just seen that movie. And oh, he said it didn't look like it? Yeah, he just that's what he kind of said. Because I was going to say, here's that what's in that movie. Uh, if he said that was what it kind of looked like. If yeah, he, he said it had long, dark hair. Yeah, it says. Uh, let me go back here for a minute. I have to watch that. You ever watch that? Oh, I never seen it. I don't want to watch Dead it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no Chris, kidding. watch it. Be like the ring. <laughs> you, you watch it and then let me know if anything happens. No, I'll just Tyler, watch I've it. not seen it. But <laughs> no, it looks interesting. Uh, Somebody out there watch that movie for us and then let us know. Give about, us, give us the cliff about, notes. About, about thirty days later, if yeah. nothing happens. Oh, to it you says know. here twenty twenty years later. My coworker was telling me some nightmares her son was having, and it brought back memories. He was having similar things happen to him, but he had also about that time. I don't know if he's talking about himself or he's talking about the son, but he says I seen a movie come out about five years ago called Dead Awake. And the movie is about something similar. Oh. So I guess it has to do with a creature coming to you or entity coming to hmm. you in sleep, maybe holding you down. I don't know. I've never heard of that movie. Sounds cool. Looks cool. Yeah. If anybody out there wants to watch it, let yeah, us Russell, know. let me know what you think. Chris, you let me know. <laughs> Y'all let us know if anything happens to you in 30 days after you watch it. that movie. Passing that torch. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bigfoot's Wild Weekend. <laughs> that's more my that's more my speed. <laughs> Do you know there's a sequel coming after that? Is there really? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I've never seen it other than the clips. Uh huh. <laughs> but I have seen a lot of movies, and we'll talk about it later. But recently, that have been very native related. That. Um, I don't know. We'll talk about it later because we got other stuff to get to, <laughs> but but not Bigfoot's Wild Weekend. Uh-huh. I've got a listener story. Uh, let me see if I can get it to play on here. This one is from uh, Alice Cloud. And uh, let's see. Um, I am from the state of Wisconsin. I am an enrolled member of the Ho-Chunk Nation. Mm. I live in, at the time, in the Wisconsin Dells area. And I lived on trust land back in 2008 with my two children. I have two girls. And at the time, they were ages 10 and 6. And so my story is that late one evening, um, I had went somewhere, I believe it was Walmart, and I was coming back home, and it was around 11 o'clock at night, and it was summer, so it was really hot. And I had a Volkswagen Beetle, so I had the sunroof open. And I had both of the windows down. As I was coming into our village, I was going at a slow speed up the hill because I lived on top of a hill. And on top of our hill, 
there is a street light that was shining and it was on. And as I was driving up the hill, I could see what appeared to be um, my first thought was that is a gargoyle. Mm. And I couldn't believe what I saw because, you know, when you think of a gargoyle, you think of like statues that belong in New York City. Or you think of um, a cartoon character. So uh, when I saw it, it was um, unbelievable. Um, so it was flying. It, it had a very large wingspan, and it was black. It had a, um, like a long tail in between its two legs, and it had claws. So I thought, well, maybe I'm looking at some very large bird or something. And I was looking up through my window this time, my uh, driver's side window, and I was peeking my head out like, what the heck did I just see? And when I looked at my daughter, she was 10, she was on the passenger side. And I stopped the car and I said to her, did you just see what I saw? And she's like, she looked at me and she said, you mean you saw a gargoyle? I was like, yes, that is exactly what I thought. So we had both thought of the same thing. And I never said anything to her about what I had thought I had seen. And by that time, I was pretty shaken up. And the kids were scared, too. And I was driving up the hill. I saw it again. And when it flew over us, it cast a shadow onto my car because we were just about to hit the streetlight. And when I had looked up as I was driving past the streetlight, it actually landed on top of the streetlight. When it landed, it actually look like one of them statues that you see on a building it had its its wings were out and it was black hairy it had a long tail and it had like these long legs um it didn't look like a man with wings i mean it looked like like a one of them evil gargoyles is what it looked like. Um, it was skinny. It wasn't uh, thick by any means. And as it was sitting there, you could see its eyes. It had big, black, oval-type eyes. And uh, so I knew I would have to keep going because my house would be on the left. And so I quickly closed the moonroof. I rolled up the windows as fast as I could. And before I could get to our driveway, I told my girls, I said, okay, 
this is the plan. We are going to head into the house as quickly as we can. I said the door is unlocked. And what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna park this car and I'm gonna turn on the brights and you girls are going to exit the car quickly. And, and by then they were like, we don't wanna go without you, mom. And I said, it's gonna be okay. You girls go in quickly first and then I'm gonna shut off the car and then I'm gonna run in after you and lock the door. And they said, okay. So we counted to 10 and I was trying to, trying to see if I could see it, but yet at the same time, I did not want to even look because we were so terrified. And at the same time, I just couldn't believe that my 10-year-old daughter knew what a gargoyle was and even the word itself. It just blew my mind that she knew what it was. And, and we both saw the same exact thing. And I honestly have to say that if she didn't, um, if she didn't witness that with me, I probably would have talked myself out of it, saying it was something else or my mind is playing tricks on me. Anyway, um, my girls went in quickly and they were so scared, they just booked it to the front door. Oh, and then it was my turn and I um, shot off the car and I ran and I quickly like just shut the door, locked it. Um, I went to my home, I closed all of the windows, made sure they were locked, closed my curtains and I'll tell you what, that night, um, I could not sleep knowing something like that is in my neighborhood. And I couldn't figure out why. I couldn't figure out what it was. <sighs> to even say gargoyle just sounds ridiculous, but that is exactly what we thought it was and what it was doing there not quite sure. I know that the Wisconsin Dells area is pretty woodsy. We have the Wisconsin River. We do have eagles. Uh, we do have lots of wildlife um, out in our trust land. So, I mean, I, I guess if it was looking for something to eat, it probably would have found something very quickly. But regardless, it was very um, spooky. Um, I had always thought, uh, maybe I was going to run into it again, um, but we never did. We never did see it again, and, um, I'm pretty happy about that, but, um, that is what happened to us, and I'm telling it as, as I saw it. Thank you for listening to me. Muddo. Whoa, that was crazy. That's terrifying. <laughs> that is super scary. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think I've seen a gargoyle out in New Mexico, but I, like her, it's like, it doesn't, 
I don't know. You don't want to say like, dang, it is. I don't know. I was thinking of Jeepers Creepers maybe because it was just this wing thing, but it was pretty big. And um, I was waiting for her description of it. And I didn't see it up close like that. I mean, like to see it, what she say on a light pole? Like yeah. it just kind of it came down and it sat on a light pole and it was hairy, mm-hmm. big eyes. And I was just trying to like, I wish I could draw because I wish I, I could draw it. Tyler, you can draw it. I draw can it. draw it. <laughs> like a police sketch. <laughs> <laughs> Might look like Robin Jackson you know, when I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> That's weird. I think I know that guy. Rob with little wings. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, that's pretty terrifying, man. I mean, just to I don't know. I was just playing it out in my head like a movie. Yeah. It's a. Uh, did she say like? Oh, it's all black, huh? Yeah. Black yeah. It's all black and hairy and long tail. A long tail. But it didn't really it had legs and arms. Like she said, yeah. like a not human wise, but it was. I don't know. I just think of like a humanoid. Yeah. I don't know. Where was that in Wisconsin? Yes. Wisconsin. Yeah. Are there any like churches? Like I've always heard stories though of like, you know, historically they they're placed on tops of churches to kind of um, like a rain spout. It kind of diverts water away from the sides of the buildings, which causes erosion. Um, it's before gutter. It's like an ancient. You know, way of guttering, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then, like, that word is a French word. I think it's gargoui or, yeah, gargoui, and it means throat. And so that's why you'll see a lot of these gargoyle statues, the ones I'm talking about, with their mouths wide open. And that sort of symbolizes devouring prey or devouring your soul or taking your soul. So that's why you see a lot of them. Um, you know, kind of perched as if they're going to attack or they're looking down. Um, because when you're going into a church, you're going into a building, you're looking up, they're looking at you. It serves as kind of twofold as a way of saying, like, if you don't believe only true believers enter this building, because if you don't, this is what awaits you. And then the other reason is to scare you into like, you know, leaving all your negative thoughts or, you know, if you walk in, you see that and you don't feel comfortable, then you leave. So they don't only, they only want, you know, the true believers in, in places like that. Um, so I was wondering like, if there are any buildings close by that have like a gargoyle, cause I've also heard, you know, again, that this is just me kind of going off topic a little bit, but where at night, they leave and they kind of prowl around and they kind of protect those buildings and they kind of protect that, that area kind of like a hawk would or like a, you know, like a, like a bird of prey would. And then in the morning time or by daylight, they go back and they perch back on their perch. Um, so I didn't know, like maybe she just happened to see one and it saw her see it, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, which was kind of like intimidating her and her kids or what that was, but It'd be interesting to know, like, if there's any churches in that area or with any miles or distance between them. You know? uh, oh, yeah, that's probably. She's talking about that uh, Wisconsin Dale area. Yeah, there's quite a bit. You know, now whether they're Catholic cathedrals or or what, I don't know. But there's, you know, I think if I'm remember correctly, they got a lot of Methodists and those kind of churches up in that area and Baptist yeah. churches and 
So I don't know. I'm I'm sure they got Catholics up there or Mormons or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure they've got some kind of church up there. Yeah, that's a great story. So if you have any other information about buildings in that area that may have a gargoyle, let us know. That'd be cool to know that. Maybe you saw one. I mean, like, saw one from that building. Mm-hmm. You know, she could go to that building and say, oh, that's the one I saw. Could have a statue of it. Like I said, I've heard of them coming awake at night or certain times of the day or certain times of the year or something like that. And they prowl. You know, I don't know. To turn back to stone in the daytime? Mm-hmm. Dang. Before sun up. You know, I, I think that's fascinating to hear that story. You know, um, I was list- waiting to hear uh, uh, Tyler. I know he's got a lot of different stories, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I guess, jump on ahead and uh, go with uh, the native version of it. You know, again, um, this story that I'm getting ready to tell is is a, a ancient story, and I'm going to be the first one to say you know there's a lot of similar stories like this. So I I know everybody's going to say ah that's not the way that story's supposed to go, or you know it it goes different ways, or but if you actually listen to the original story, the original story, it makes those other stories make sense. So this is the actual origin of all these other stories from all these other nations i guess you might say so anyway with that being said you know again you know if i butcher it or leave something out i apologize you know i'm gonna do my very best to kind of i know today we've we've been kind of flip-flopping back and forth on you know a lot of stuff and again that's my fault because you know i got so many stories you know I'm getting them mixed up, you know, but I, I want to make sure that everybody that sends a story to me that, you know, I do play it or, you know, try to cover it. But, you know, again, this is one of those original ancient stories. So I know a lot of people's going to claim this. So, again, no no uh, disrespect to anybody. But the way I was told from an old elder, you know, he was telling me this story. You know, he was saying uh, it originated, it was one of the original stories of the raven and the coyote. You know, and I know a lot of tribes have that story. You know, actually, about every tribe has it, you know. uh, And uh, anyway, to make a long story short, you know, the raven and coyote, you know, they were, uh, how you say, spiritual beings, you know, and. The way I looked at it, or my understanding of it, you know, it was good and evil. You know, that's that concept of good and evil. You know, the original uh, version of Raven, you know, he was the one over death. You know, and he had supernatural powers. He could do a lot of different things, you know. And and Coyote, you know, he was originally a good character. You know, he wasn't that trickster that you heard, you know, from many different nations at this point in time and you know coyote you know he was the one of creation he could birth make births and and create beings you know and that was his job so you had death on one side and you had life on the other you had evil on one side and you had good on the other you know 
I always said, you know, natives, they had that good concept of good and evil. And this was the prime, you know, story of this. You know, as, you know, they said, you know, all was good, you know, uh, that uh, Cody and Raven, they worked together to create this world the way it was, you know, and, you know, again, you know, Cody ended up having a family and he had a son that he loved, you know, very dearly. And uh, for whatever reason, you know, Ra Raven decided it was time for that that son to take that journey. And he took him. And as the story goes, you know, Coyote was heartbroken. And, you know, he, he asked, you know, can he bring him back to life? You know, can you can you get give me the sanction to bring him back? You know, and, and Raven said, no, it was his time. You know, I must, you know, this is what, how it's supposed to be to have that balance. You know, and to make a long story short, there was a lot of history that went on after that. But bottom line is, you know, Coyote was hurt. And he was angry. And uh, they said, you know, he created all these different negative entities. And their sole job was to take out Raven. And, you know, uh, one of these beings that they talked about was a winged flying serpent. And, uh, or lizard, they called it a lizard. You know, the pictures of it, it was a lizard with wings. And if you hear or you even see those uh, uh, gargoyle type entities, that's kind of what they look like. Winged, you know, some of them have horns and so do lizards. Some some have horns and some have one horn, two horns. You know, they, they're different, you know, and and but it was created to to basically take out Raven, you know. But, you know, during this time, you know, Raven, you know, he knew these things were coming for him, you know, so he was able to out trick them, you know. And so they said that was kind of the creation of these things. And it makes the explanation. You hear a lot of people talk about lizard people and you talk, talk about, you know, other entities like, you know, the gargoyles and lizard people. But these were all that creation that he created to go after you know raven you know and they say those things or those beings still exist but they weren't like flesh and blood they were spiritual things evil things that were created solely for evil and after this they said this is where coyote became that trickster you know uh in this fable or this story, you know, this is where Coyote kind of loses it, you know, and, you know, he turns into that famous trickster, you know, that, you know, if you actually hear those original trickster stories, they weren't like funny children's stories. These were straight up scary, evil stories, you know, and it, that's the reason why was because it was for revenge.
you know so again that's the native version of that you know they didn't call it a gargoyle but you know they called it uh, a winged lizard and there's depictions on some caves about these stories so again that's what i know you know however you guys want to take that but curious to hear uh i know uh tyler had some information too oh yeah <clears throat> so it's all real similar to um the stories that you hear you know, if you grew up in like a christian church you know sort of like this battle between good and evil this battle between heaven and earth um and the stories that we all grew up hearing you know as far as like um the bible stories of you know you have lucifer uh, who was an angel and he was uh supposedly began to question some of the beliefs of, of God or, or not really like maybe challenging, like, you know, um, seeking the same knowledge, you know, that God had. And there kind of became this battle between, you know, these ain't this Lucifer's followers. And I think it was like 40 angels of, of Lucifer. And of course they were cast out of heaven and sit down to earth, you know, um, and those are the stories that you hear, you know, he created this, the Lucifer created this, you know, new realm or this new world to rule over and sort of the same thing he sent, you know, if I can't attack. Oh, and it was also like in this thing where it was like, you can't ever come back into heaven and you can't ever, you know, attack God again. Like it's final battle, you know, I tossed you over the top rope, you're done. Um, so instead of attacking God, cause he wasn't able to do that any longer, he began to attack the next best thing, which were his people. And that's where he began, you know, putting these little entities in the world. Um, so you hear of things like snakes and, you know, spiders and, and things like that, that would, you know, trick people, um, and, you know, hurt to hurt God's followers or hurt God's children, so to speak. But those are the stories that we've always heard. But what's crazy to me is that I think it's pretty well known now that a lot of the Bible stories that you hear um, are exact same replicas of like native stories or ancient people's stories, um, especially like the ancient Egyptians. They have the exact same story. The Sumerians, um, you have the Mesopotamians. They have the exact same stories, um, except just told with different people. Um, or different beings, um, or different animals, or different, you know, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, it's it's the same thing. Um, and I, during my research, you know, just as an art, you know, uh, I'm gonna say I'm an art historian, but just you know, as an art teacher, learning about all of these, some of the very first depictions of you know demonic beings, or you know, where did that come from? You know, like how did they just you know make that up, or like where did those stories come from? Some of the earliest paintings um, were people like Hermannius Bosch or, you know, Albert Dewar, where they're doing these really just jacked up paintings of these weird creatures, um, you know, winged creatures or owl creatures. There's one like a Hermannius Bosch painting of like this owl that has like six legs coming out of its mouth, just clam, you know just very weird, you know, depictions of, of demons or depictions of hell or depictions of, you know, evil. Um, but again, it all dates back to ancient people's time. You have some very similar creatures or similar entities or beings on tombs of Egyptian, uh, walls, you know, in, in hieroglyphics or even statues. Um, so it's crazy to me to think that like, you know, how, 
those stories have been kind of handed down or passed down, but then sort of taken and fixed to make it fit somebody else's ideals about it. You know what I mean? Or, or their ways, I guess. So I don't know. Gargoyles and first started appearing like in tops of churches, you know, um, but they got those statues, those winged creatures from these old paintings or these old, um, uh, like wood wood block prints, you know, um, that these old artists were doing. But again, like I said, all those stories came or those depictions came from somewhere and it's from ancient peoples that were around before Christianity. You know, they just sort of like commandeered it and made it fit their stories, you know. So uh, this is interesting to me, like how that all works, you know, yeah. as an ancient peoples thing. I always heard uh, too that, you know, like, overseas you know they always said that they would put those you know like you were saying to you know kind of like uh to keep the water off the buildings and stuff but i also was told that that they were also there to protect these buildings too you know uh, like you were saying you know at night they fly off and do do whatever they gotta do or they fight those evil spirits that might try to come and 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 do harm to that building or the people in the building, you know, and that's basically what, you know, they were there. But, you know, again, uh, I was told this story um, comes from a Pima man. Uh, he was living around Flagstaff, Arizona, and uh, he was telling me that he was traveling uh, somewhere and uh, he was out in the country part, you know, and he was driving, you know, there's desert areas there. And he said, you know, uh, he was on this long strip of highway and, uh, he was cruising around and, um, it was late at night and he saw something. He thought it was a huge bird, you know, off on the side of the road and it was eating something. And he said the closer he got to it, the bigger it was. And he said by the time he got to it, he said it, it stood up. And he said when it stood up, it he said it looked like it had to be at least at least six feet tall. And it opened its arms or its wings and they were, you know, at least six six feet long wings and it took off and he said he saw it go across the sky across the moon and then it went over uh i guess these hills or mountains or whatever's in that area and it was gone and he said it moved fast and uh it had him freaked out so much you know he just sped up and you know hurried up and got to his destination and and when he got there, you know, his family, you know, asked him what was wrong because he was just shooken, shooken up. And they asked him, you know, what, what was the matter? And he said, I seen this big old, he said, kind of looked like a lizard man. He said, but he had wings and he flew off. He said, it looked like he was eating something on the side of the road and he took off. And, you know, I guess uh, my understanding there's several other people that have seen that same being in that 
Flagstaff area. So again, you know, I don't know, you know, uh, but that was the story that was given to me. Are they like, so we're talking about Rob, Robin Jackson from classic Wolf podcast. Are they like, do a lot of sightings happen around there? Like Arizona? Cause he was, he was saying that one time the tribal police, they got a call about these, like what they described as they look like those winged monkeys from wizard of Oz. And they were jumping on this person's roof. Mm. And this person like didn't know, like he said, he just said, there's something on my roof. It sounds like a lot of people or something. They're jumping around or walking on my roof. And he said, I don't want to go outside. Cause I don't, I don't want to know what it is. You know, I don't want to get jumped or something. And he called the police and the police went out there. And then when they got out there, they, uh, you know, they, it was nighttime, but the moon's out, you could see shadows. And they said they seen these like winged people hopping around like monkeys on his roof and they shined a light and they saw like, but they weren't like monkeys. They were like what, like almost like lizard people with wings on them. And they said, like, they flashed the light and they turned it off and they called it in. And then they're going to, like, I don't know what they're going to do. But then when they went, when they tried looking again, they were gone. And uh, he was just saying, like, yeah, I remember that police report. My friend telling me about that, about that police report and how they do, like, around there, I guess. Like, it's not, it's near Phoenix. Like, damn, I forgot the name. But he told me it. But he just said, like, they're, like, little winged people is what he was talking about with long tails and i was like holy crap dude and then he was talking about um his cousin found this cave i think i'm trying to find that story but he found this cave and he seen like this thing fly out of it almost like the same thing but it was like a tall being like you were talking about like six foot tall like a man almost and it just kind of was around that cave and it just flew off it took off and then I was just like, what the heck? And he was just saying, like, I don't know if they're like, if this is where, like, where they kind of made their home around Arizona because of the heat, maybe. He said, but I don't know. He's like, I never heard any other gargoyle stories, stories anywhere else. So he's like, uh, maybe you can ask Chris or something if they kind of made their home here or like they're just kind of everywhere. I don't know if that's their home, but there are a lot of stories from that area. So. And some of them, man, they're they're really detailed and way out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, some describe them as lizards, some describe them as monkeys, and some just uh, describe them as 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 a it has just looks like a man with horns and wings, mm-hmm. kind of like a devil. And so those stories they vary. So. Uh, but this story I'm getting ready to tell, it's from the uh, San Diego, California area. Uh, I was told that uh, out there in uh, San, around San Diego, this this individual, she lives, you know, out outskirts, and uh, she lives in in, in this kind of like a, a mountain area, and it's it's kind of a well-to-do area that she lives in of course if you ever been to san diego there's a lot of fancy houses up there but anyway she was telling me that that uh one night you know she has this somewhat 
it's kind of like a backyard, but it's on top of a hill, so they don't really have no fence or anything, but her dog, you know, she usually has a dog that, you know, that, that's where it likes to sleep. Anyway, uh, she heard it barking and whimpering. It was really crying, really crying real bad, and uh, she was the only one home, she said, and she said uh, she heard that dog, you know, barking and crying around, and so she said, "Well, some something must be up." So I'm gonna, you know, they they got all these. She said they have these. Uh, I don't know what you call it, like patrol lights or something like that. You know, they're they're lights that are real strong that you can go in distance. So she turned all those lights on to see what might be out there. You know, uh, bothering her dog. And, you know, she had this great big back window that, you know, she was looking out. When she turned that light on, she seen this thing. She said it was like about four or five feet tall. Said it had wings and it had two horns on the top of its head. And she said it kind of looked like an owl at first. But she said it, when soon as she turned that light on, it grabbed her dog with the with its feet and it had these big old claws and it grabbed that dog and i think she said her her dog was something like a a husky you know mm -hmm. so it's a good sized dog so it just grabbed it and it took off and that she said they she heard that dog whimpering and crying mm. and then it was gone in oh, the dark that's awful and so uh she that's how she described it though and she said that couldn't have been no owl or not a husky you know she yeah. said it had two horns and but it kind of looked kind of like a owl head but it had horns on it and it took off with her dog so dang that's crazy that reminds me of jeepers creepers when he he takes off with that girl's brother <laughs> and i mean just the wing you see the wingspan you finally see like the color of them, the the body of them, and it's just like this. I don't know. You think that's a gargoyle? Yeah, might be. Maybe. Yeah. Like, I would. I wouldn't want to go find out. I know that. Tyler, find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. Like I said, there's so many different depictions um, of different gargoyles on sides of buildings. You know, some of them do look like. Some of them look like dogs. You know, I think probably the most famous ones are the ones in Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, the two the dog demon dogs i guess and yeah some do look like more like anim like monkeys and some do look like man some do look twisted up into like lizards dragons you know scaly things it just kind of depends so there's not like one what's kind of i find kind of neat about it i guess is there's not just like one set idea of this is what it, other than some have wings some don't some have horns some don't you know what i mean so i think it's kind of neat that there's just different interpretations of that all over the world in different places you know like i said some mouths open some with mouths closed some fangs some no fangs some forked tongues some no forked tongues you know it's just kind of interesting you know like where those ideas all came from because it's not like oh that's a gargoyle because there's so many different ideas of what it is whether it's a thunderbird or whether it's a dragon or whether it's a monkey a flying monkey or whether it's a flying reptile there's not a def one standard definition other than well it's a stone and it's on top of a building it's mm -hmm. all we got you know some have wings some don't you know it's just interesting to me were those considered gargoyles like the dogs and ghostbusters 
Because uh, I remember them, but I, yeah. I haven't seen it in so long. I mean, they're more like dogs. You Just know what I mean? Like hellhounds. Hellhounds, yeah. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah. Not really like a... Because they didn't have... I mean, they were at the foot. Well, no, they were at the top of the building. They, they were at the top, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just kind of like posed up, though, yeah, right? Yeah, they're posed up like lions. Like sitting up. Yeah, like yeah. lions. Yeah. I didn't even think of that, yeah. Yeah. Reminds me like even like gremlins, you know, like after the... <laughs> gremlins, too? When yeah. That one yeah. turned into a, yeah. a wing type. Winged, yeah. And its little, eye, its little ears covered its eyes. <laughs> <laughs> they're showing that at the Circle Cinema, too. Are they? Up. Yeah, there's like a big... Uh, uh, all night movie fest coming up. Yeah, they just announced it. So they're showing Gremlins two, uh, Inner Space. Uh, I don't remember. It's all like little creatures. Hmm. Is the theme of it. So Smalls to the Wall. I think is what they're, they're calling. Uh, it's like five movies all night long. Whoa! Yeah. I have to go to that. Yeah. Might see us over there. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> Wear my tore up shirt. Wear our gargoyle suits. Yeah. <laughs> I had uh, one more story, uh, and it comes from Pensacola, Florida, and uh, it's a short story, but I think it's pretty cool. Anyway, um, this one, uh, this this family was going from Pensacola to Louisiana, you know, and if you've ever been in Pensacola, they have this long bridge, you know, that you go across, and uh, anyway, she, they were crossing that road, and it was, she said it was late at night, they were going like i said to louisiana um anyway they was crossing that that big old bridge and she said uh there was very few cars on the road because it was super late at night and uh they was coming upon that bridge and they saw something sitting on the side of the bridge and uh at first they thought it was a man standing on that bridge and they thought dang is he gonna jump off you know, or, or what, but he was facing in towards the road. And when they were crossing and getting closer, they were saying, well, slow down because, you know, you don't know if he might jump off in front of the car or what. You know, he might be crazy, you know. Anyway, uh, he was standing on that bridge, and when they got close, it opened its wings. It had wings, and it flew across, but when it flew across their car hit his feet or its feet and it cracked their windshield Whoa. and it flew across and it went towards the ocean. And she said that they slammed on the brakes and the people that was coming opposite, they slammed on the brakes and everybody kind of got out, you know, was talking about it, you know, what they saw. And they said it, when when they got close to it, they was telling those people said it, it looked like a person, but he was scaly, mm-hmm. you know he had scales on him, and he had a long like lizard tongue. He was like eating uh, insects mm. that was coming across, and then it just took off. That's crazy. How how big? Well, obviously big enough to crack a windshield. Yeah, yeah. they said it was man size. They didn't say. Exactly. Like six feet, like yeah. That. So they said it. They thought it was a man standing on that bridge, you know, on that you know, I don't know. We call it that shelf of mm. the bridge. Mm-hmm. And then when they got close, it took off. So dang. 
And Florida, man. You never know. There's a lot of crazy stuff happens in Florida. Another hot place, too. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's true. Hmm. We have to do another one of these. These are good stories. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to go down to Arizona and Florida. Yeah. Anybody Arizona listening? Send us your stories. Yeah, if you have any gargoyle lizard, stories. Lizard people stories. Lizard people. Lizards. I mean, anything about gargoyles. Because like, we had a lot of, I don't know, we had a mid amount of information and stuff. But, I mean, still it's so not new, but you don't really think about gargoyles. Mm. I mean, there's a the TV show Tyler was bringing up before mm. we started. Uh, there's a cartoon. It's a cartoon. Yeah, and then there's a movie called, is it Gargoyle? Yes. yes. That's Gargoyle. a good movie. If you yeah. haven't seen it, definitely watch it. Yeah. And I don't know. And then, like, I don't know. There's, and then there's not too many, too much information. Like, because I was trying to look around on YouTube, but there was, like, only a lot, so limited amount of stuff, and sometimes it didn't even make sense. Yeah. And, uh, but if any of you listeners got any stories about gargoyles or any run-ins or if you're out in Arizona, Florida again, even Oklahoma, everywhere, you know, let us know. Send us your gargoyle, gargoyle stories, and we'd love to discuss more about gargoyles. Mm-hmm. I just uh, find it very interesting, these stories. It's pretty scary. Yeah. Cracking a window and just, I'm assuming he's heavy, yeah. flying around and just, boom, just crack that wind, that windshield. I thought you said, like, he, he left scratches on the hood, but mm-hmm. just hit that windshield, but... Let us know. Please send us your stories about gargoyles. Yo. Mud-o. Mud-o. But uh, let everybody know where to follow you guys, where to, you where can, to find you. You can find me at Christopher Honka Hill, uh, TikTok, and Instagram, or Subway. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tyler Randall. You can find me at Skoden underscore cinema on Instagram, also on Facebook. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at pump action underscore podcast uh where we discuss old action movies from the 60s 70s 80s 90s early aughts give you some weightlifting tips some diet tips Hmm. summer swole all y'all out there ready to get that beach body that summer bod ready i know chris he's glistening over there ready to go that's all that grease After his run, he's all, <laughs> you know, he's got a new invigorated, ready to get back to it. That hard trail. <laughs> but now you can find me over there. And, uh, yeah. And, Mc- and McDonald's. And McDonald's, yeah. Yep. Subway and McDonald's. <laughs> Follow me Pod- at Okie Podcast, at RussellMuss49, Russell Sun Eagle, wherever you listen, wherever, you, wherever you're uh, at on social. Uh, follow us. Spirit Talkers. Yeah. On I like it. Instagram, TikTok, wherever. Spotify, Apple. Same podcast, different name. Yeah. So nothing nothing too crazy. But uh find me at Sonic. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> Stall thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> That's my number. <laughs> Stall thirteen. <laughs> But, yeah, we'll catch everybody later. Smudge up. Maru.